What's up, family? This is the Just Breathe podcast, and I am April Love, personal brand success coach, entrepreneur, and now your new best friend. Just Breathe is all about all things you, taking your personal life to the next level. I know that it's sometimes hard to even catch your breath on a day-to-day basis, but we're going to inhale, exhale, and just breathe. I promised you guys this season was going to be spicy, filled with so many amazing powerhouses, and today is just one of those days. I have the privilege of having Dilapo and Ricky Tola in the studio, an award-winning filmmaker, powerhouse in the film and entertainment space, over 20 years of experience creating platforms for filmmakers and musicians alike to display their creativity. But I don't really wanna go all into his bio because I want him to introduce himself to you. I've had a wonderful time exploring and following him on the internet. And um, Dilapo, welcome. Hey, April. Thank you so much for having me. I'm glad to be here. Hey, what's going on? So tell the people like the brief of who Dilapo is. Uh, I, I want to say the elevator pitch is, you know, Dilapo Rinkatola. Um, I'm a Nigerian, um, you know, uh, offsprings to Nigerian immigrants that came here to the States. Uh, grew up in the Midwest, Chicago, uh, moved to Atlanta, went to Morehouse. Nice. And uh, never left the city, man. I've just been uh, been grinding in the city ever since. And uh, Atlanta's home right now. Um, my passions right now is, you know, um, you know, creating content, um, mm-hmm. supporting filmmakers, uh, musicians. Um, Atlanta is, you know, the Hollywood of the South. I mean, right. I don't care what they say. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, you know, we've got to support that because we've got a lot of talented people. So. I'm, I'm happy to be in Atlanta during this time to help do my part to make sure that we, you know, we, mm-hmm. we create our, our space. Wonderful. Um, the Just Breathe podcast platform has always been welcoming to high performance individuals, you know, seven figure earners, uh, peak performers. But the whole thing about the Just Breathe is the fact that it's a holistic thing. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a whole person. So I may be financially fit or physically fit, but I may lack an emotional support or really finding time for self-care. I really want to tap into a couple of those areas with you as this multi-hyphenate entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. So you said you were, um, were you born in Nigeria? You were born first I was generation? I born in the States. In the States, okay. child here, mm-hmm. yes. So what did your parents, because I, I love immigrant stories because the, the drive is always a little bit different. Mm-hmm. So what in inspired you to actually become an entrepreneur? Like, what were you taught growing up by your parents, you know? Uh, I mean, my parents, I mean, first of all, I have nine siblings, so there's oh, 10 wow. of us. And the competition was healthy competition, but, you know, from report cards to sports to what have you, everybody's competing in the house. Mm-hmm. And um, it's all about doing your best and, and uh, supporting your siblings. And that's transfer, you know, that's transferred to how I do business today. Um, a lot of my siblings work with me in, in the industry and, and many of my siblings are doing well for themselves. There's a lot of millionaires, you know, individual made millionaires within the, the 10, nice. which we're very proud of. Um, everyone found their own path. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, as it relates to being an entrepreneur, my mom was an entrepreneur. She found, you know, she was a homemaker, but, you know, she wanted to do additional things. My dad was an engineer. So it, it, I think the environment just fostered doing your own thing. And I want to say my first exposure to that 
was um, I had a paper route and uh, I was doing pretty good with it. So I ended up getting three paper routes Okay. and it was more than I could handle. So I hired kids in the neighborhood to um, deliver the newspaper for me and I paid them. And basically it got to the point where I was in the bed, had three or four guys delivering my papers and I was paying them and I was keeping a profit. And uh, that was my first real exposure to you know, entrepreneurship. Right. Mm-hmm. And passive income, making money yeah, while you're in yeah. the bed. Yeah, <laughs> hey man, while you're laying in the bed. Yeah, it can't be that. Okay. So did you um, come out of Morehouse working a job or you kind of, you know, moved into transition into entrepreneurship or how did your journey? Um, it was a little bit of both. I, um, I was in corporate America. Um, you know, I am, you know, I, my lane was healthcare, I'm a research doctor. Um, PhD, not an MD. So I was in the healthcare doing that. And, um, you know, I just knew that there was something more for me outside of working in corporate America. There's nothing wrong with it. I think I was very successful right. in it, but I knew that there was uh, something more for me. And, you know, and I found the space. Okay. We're going to stay right there for a second because okay. that is just breathe kind of talk. So you okay. knew there was something <laughs> more. So when did you what was the aha or whatever that caused you to surrender to the something more? Because the something more for a lot of people can be a little scary, you know, like, mm-hmm. well, this is stable and this is sure thing, but that something more that's pulling on me, may, I may not have it all figured out. Yeah. Um, I want to say it was just, uh, it was a little bit of personal and a little bit of, you know, confidence. I, you know, I really, in you know, the way I grew up, there was, you had to have a lot of confidence in that house with, with so many kids. But so in my mind, I'm like, okay, I can do whatever I need to do. I just got to put in the work. Mm -hmm. So that's my mind frame. And um, when I left corporate America, you know, I was making really good money. And I just said I wanted to do something. At the time, um, you know, I wanted to be closer to uh, a woman. Mm -hmm. And so I was traveling a lot. And so I I wanted to do something a little more stable. Nice. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, it seems to have worked out for It worked you. out. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's, that's a great result. So, okay, can you kind of give us the framework of what you do, like, okay, in the film space, or you work in film and music? Yes. Okay, what do you do? Well, in the, the magic music, word, what do you do? <laughs> okay, so in the music space, what I do is I manage artists, and okay. I uh, executive produce um, projects for them. Okay. Um, so I've done several um, EPs and LPs, uh, and um, I manage artists to make sure that they can get to the next level. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of creatives, um, they look at the creative piece of it, right. but they don't look at the business side of it. And mm-hmm. in order to really be true in your creative space, mm-hmm. home has to be taken care of. Right. right. You can't be worried about how am I going to pay my bills and then expect to go in there and create a masterpiece. You're, right. you're just going to you know, compromise your, your, your energy and your time. Mm -hmm. So what I try to do is I try to just guide them to say, Hey, listen, this is the business aspect. Look at it this way. This is how you might want to generate some funds um, so that you can be in a comfortable space to take it to the next level. Mm -hmm. And it's really just all about doing business the right way. You know, um, it's not about give me my 10%, 15% or whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. Um, the artists that I uh, work with, I work with them on a handshake. So there's no contract. Oh, really? I, I, I want them to trust me totally that mm-hmm. I'm not out to get their money. 
I'm out to get them results. And after they get the results, mm-hmm. then, you know, we start talking the business side of it. Oh, wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. So how do you feel like, how are artists these days? I mean, like the world has changed so much. Music's changed so much. Um, what do you, what's the artist's mindset like these days? I think right now for musicians, it's about being creative. It's not static anymore. Meaning mm-hmm. you can't just create a project, put it on the radio, or pay mm-hmm. a couple of DJs. It, it's not that kind of mm-hmm. world anymore. Right now, you got to be creative. Like um, my artists, they do music for films. So okay. there's an overlap. Um, they can do, uh, you know, write projects for other people if they're good writers. Um, they can perform at different um, venues. Um, one of my artists right now, he has a tour with um, City Winery. Oh, and nice. so, again, if you have good content and you're, you're hungry, um, you have to find ways to kind of feed yourself and get yourself out there. He, he goes overseas. We ship his pr- music overseas because it's bigger than the U.S. So we just get creative on, on how we get the music out there and make sure the music is good. You know, we're not compromising, you know, the mm-hmm. source. Right. Um, and it's been working out so far. Nice. Now, how important is um, networking in this day and age? See, people are so digital. Mm-hmm bound but actually like face to faces and being in certain rooms or at certain conferences or you know how do you stand out and meet the right people in you know in this space yeah um well that's a real good point because you can't lose that part that part is so important because you can be a really great artist but you know no one knows you. They they don't know who you are. In this industry, whether it's the music industry or the film industry, it's right. about really who you know. Mm-hmm. So you For have sure. to, and, and a lot of the creatives are introverts, right? They just mm-hmm. want to be in their space creating. Right. But the business side of it is, hey, you got to go out there and, you know, shake some hands, hands and kiss right. some babies. All right. <laughs> you know, it like is political. Yeah, it's very political. And uh, get out there. So to answer your question, it's super important if you, if, if you want to really make a name for yourself, you have to go to those events. They have to see you. Um, you don't have to be pretentious. And that's where people, mm-hmm. you know, miss the boat. You don't have to go out there and be something that you're not. But you do have to be true to yourself. Right. And, um, and you're enough. So if you go in the room, however you are, quirky, square, funny, mm-hmm. whatever it is, Go be yourself. And if you don't want to be in that space for a long period of time, you can exit, but make sure they know who you are. Right. So now, if somebody is sitting at their corporate job and they, you know, kind of always been, you know, drawn to music or that industry, what would you give them as some practical advice to start? Like if they wanted to start managing mm-hmm. someone, um, where do they start? It's kind of difficult, but I would say... You have to have um, you have to have a good heart, mm-hmm. um, because in order to truly be a, a manager, in my opinion, you have to have a servant attitude. Mm-hmm. It's not about me first; it's about the other person. Right. If it's about you, then you become the artist. You become the focus, and that's not what managers do. Mm-hmm. The other person is the focus, mm-hmm. right? So you have to have a position of a servant attitude, and then you have to have the mindset of 
um, understanding where the project is going to land, meaning you have to have a destination point on where you want to go with it. Mm -hmm. And then if you have the analytical skills, you figure out how to get to that point. Mm -hmm. And even if you fail, you stay in there, doors will automatically open. Um, but you have to figure out this is my end destination. And if you don't know that, you're going to mess up. Mm. You know, if the end destination is, hey, listen, I want to be on, I want the music on the radio and I want to be in this city, that city, that city. Okay, well, you've identified a target. Okay. So you move with the end in mind. You have to. Right. Okay. You, you have to. Okay. Well, let's shift gears a little bit to the film industry. <laughs> okay. So... What's going on in the film industry currently? I mean, I know it's a lot going on, mm -hmm. but from your perspective, what you're doing, the, you know, a day in the life of you in film, what is that like? Um, you know, the film industry is really the wild, wild west right now. And, and you could even say the wild, wild south if you're talking about Atlanta, right? Mm -hmm. um, because Atlanta is making a name for themselves in uh, creating content, um, really competing with, you know, the likes of, you know, New Orleans, Chicago, um, L.A., and Atlanta has its own flavor. Um, the thing that Atlanta, the conversation would be Atlanta doesn't have the technical talent here. And that's changing mm -hmm. for two reasons. One, you've got a lot of uh, influx of talent coming from L.A., mm -hmm. relocating to Atlanta. And then you have the uh, information gap of, you know, technicians in Atlanta closing the gap by doing more projects and learning more. And now you have a pool of, you know, really seasoned workers that can help you with your project. Mm -hmm. um, you know, as far as I know, what, what goes on in, you know, in the film industry in Atlanta is that, is that it, it is primed to make projects. We have a really good, uh, program within the state where we get tax credits. So mm -hmm. there's a lot of people coming here. And um, I think uh, Atlanta is primed to be, you know, the next big thing, you know, in the film industry. I mean, we've, we're making our mark. We've, we've done some things, especially Black Hollywood, and I can speak to Black Hollywood, and Black Hollywood is Atlanta, right. period. Yeah. And so, um, but what we're doing now is we're creating content that goes beyond Black Hollywood. Mm -hmm. And that's, you know, the next step. Yeah, not be pigeonholed mm -hmm. by, you know, where we are and what limitations that may be. So is it a good time to be an independent filmmaker? Uh, it is an excellent time. It is an excellent time to be an independent filmmaker because, you know, um, there's not enough of our stories, you know. Mm -hmm. So um, for so long, our stories were told from, they were our stories, but they were told from the lens of someone else. Mm -hmm. Now, over the last 20 years or so, we're telling our stories from our lens. Mm -hmm. But that's only 20 years of content, really. So now we're looking at really getting creative uh, with how we tell our stories and how we, um, you know, you know, black people, we have our own jazzy way to do something. Mm -hmm. Right. So how we're shooting, how we're getting camera angles, it is all being I want to say reinvented, so to speak, to give it our flavor. And, um, you know, so there's a lot of young filmmakers that are coming up that are doing some really interesting things and, and they're making their mark in the game. So you think the, 
the Hulus and the Netflix and the Lionsgate, and so all these people are, are, are ready or supporting our stories? Uh, yeah, because the, um, the audience will determine mm -hmm. what happens, right? right? Right. So, you know, when you have your biggest blockbuster for Marvel being a black superhero like you know, yeah, Black Panther. It, yeah. it changes the game, right? You know, so you there's it's undeniable now. You if we create the content, there's an audience for mm -hmm. it, and it's not just black people, right? Mm -mm. So um, I think that uh, you know we're we're in a good space there. Nice. So now you also okay, film, mm -hmm. music. Mm -hmm. You own a couple venues, uh, a couple of restaurants in Atlanta. Uh, shameless plug. So uh, Blue Lagoon Bar and Bistro in Buckhead. Okay. Uh, Blue Lagoon has been a staple in Atlanta for many years mm -hmm. um, with my partners, uh, Tony and Joe. Um, and then Havana Lounge in in Atlanta. Um, also with my partner, Ade. Um, so they're, they're both doing very, very well. Wow. Mm -hmm. So now, like I said, Just Breathe is all about whole living. Mm -hmm. How are you... What, when do you find time to actually just breathe and focus on you? Like, and what does that look like? Do you, is it the gym? Is it travel? What is it? Cause I mean, I know you don't do all this work, you know? Yeah, I think. Have an outlet of some sort. I think you grind, you grind with the end in mind, right? So for me, it's a little sacrifice and you have, you know, uh, a time when you feel like, okay, I've grind enough and let me just take my foot off the pedal. Right. But if you, work you can work in several different industries right but if you find the overlap mm -hmm. it becomes almost one industry so an example would be okay i've got the restaurants but in my restaurant i have live music so okay. my artists perform oh, at okay. my restaurants at both of my restaurants and then um then i take those artists those same artists and i put them in my films they create the soundtrack for the films so okay. there's overlap there. Right. And then the movies, they come. I just started something called Galapagos Screening Room, where I give film filmmakers a venue to show their projects, to have uh, people in the industry give them feedback to make their projects better. Totally free. But I do it at the restaurant. So again, the restaurant is supporting the music. The music is supporting the movies. The movies mm -hmm. is supporting the rest. So it all seems like one industry, when right. in fact, they're three separate. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I like that marketing plan. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. You gotta. You know. You know how we do. We gotta, right. <laughs> you gotta right. make it work. Right. So, what are the, some of the exciting things that you have coming up in the next, you know, few months or uh, things you're really looking forward whew. to? We got some um, heavy hitters. Uh, we've got uh, Water Boys is coming out. The movie. Water Boys the movie. Okay. Um, it's got uh, you know some really good people in it. We've got uh, Lala Anthony in it. Quavo. Um, we've got um, Quavo's really getting his acting he, he's on. He's getting his acting on. He is. <laughs> he and he's very good. He was. I, yeah. He was um, very good at prices. And that was written by Coke Daniels and written and directed by Coke Daniels. Um, so that one's coming out this year. Um, Achille also. Um, is 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 uh, the main character so Achille McDaniel, and he did an excellent job. Okay. Uh, so that one is coming out. Then, if you if you're familiar with uh, Zane, the writer, the writer, yeah, she's doing movies now. Oh, okay. And I've done I did a movie with her called Killer Killer B and B, 
and uh, that's coming out this year. So we're really Cure excited. B &B. About that. <laughs> I mean, just think about how I, she writes and how yes. I mean, it's just exciting. Yes. Um, so we're excited about that. Um, I've got uh, a couple of other projects coming out. I can't mm -hmm. really give, divulge, divulge what's going on, but it's it's mm -hmm. some really think of the top selling female R&B group. Mm. I'll let you piece it together. And so we're doing something with one of them and we're really excited about that. Ooh. And uh, so that one is coming out this year too. So we've got some really good Okay. Stuff. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now, if somebody wants to do what you're doing and mm -hmm. they come to you and just for some practical advice, because a lot of people that tune in, like they're on the precipice mm -hmm. of a pivot. Okay. But... They just, you know, they don't really know where to start, you know? So they come to you, Delapo. Mm -hmm. they, they have your attention right now. What advice would you give someone who wants to kind of get into your space, the, the film and the mm -hmm. music and even, even ownership and, you know, being that multi-hyphenate entrepreneur that you are? I would say the biggest thing is try to do business the right way. And it sounds so simple, but it's so hard. Okay. It is really hard to find good people in um, an industry like the music industry or even the film industry. And let me give you my reason why. Is in the film and music industry, everybody is really their own entity. Okay. Right? So if I do business with you and I don't like how you do business, or if, if I say I'm going to do something for you and I don't do it, that's the end. Mm -hmm. Right. There's no governing body body. So like in corporate America, if you and I are supposed to do something, a different department, if I don't do it, what happens? HR gets right. involved. Right. You might lose your job, but you it doesn't happen happen in the film and music industry because everybody's their own entity. Mm -hmm. All they do is walk away and they leave you hanging. Exactly. Or they say they give you a bad deal and you know, there's no, hey, let's do it, you know, where we both can eat. So you really have to be careful. Someone coming into this industry, I would say, have a good heart and read everything. Mm. Read everything because no one is going to be your friend. And um, so if you're going to come in and you want to be a, let's say, an executive producer. Mm -hmm. Well, if you know the hierarchy of making a film, the executive producer's here, right? It's the top. Mm -hmm. Because the executive producer's job is to get the funding, to get the whole project together. Right. Um, there, the, the, the buck stops with them. Then after that, you've got the director, then the producer, and so on and so forth. Right. So if you're sitting in that executive producer seat, if the film fails, it's on you. So you have to be able to take the responsibility, make sure you're reading things that are outside of your wheelhouse, um, because you are now responsible. Obviously, I might not know how to hold a camera, mm -hmm. but if the budget states, and I'm just making this up, if the budget, so camera guys don't kill me. <laughs> if the budget states that, um, okay, I only need you for eight hours, and all of a sudden, day in, day out, you're giving me 10 hours, I know I'm going to be over budget. I have to, as the executive producer, say something. Hey, guys, we're going to be over budget. What's going on? How do we fix this? It's like managing a team. Mm -hmm. And so if you don't have that attention to details, then I would say you find someone who's currently doing it 
and uh, sit with them to see if that's something you want to do, because it sounds nice, but the work is really intense. Mm. Okay, you tapped into something that I think I think a lot of entrepreneurs and I mean just businesses mm-hmm. across the board deal with, like really having the right team members. Mm-hmm. Because you go through so everybody talks about nobody wants to work. People aren't trustworthy. Mm-hmm. Oh, this person's not, you know, committed. What is it? Can, just a couple. What what ideally do you think are some great character traits to look for in yeah. building your team? Um I would say uh, I look for people who who have a good heart. Uh, for example, if um, now I'm not saying go this far. Um, so they they interviewed. This is when I worked for Corporate America. They were mm-hmm. like, OK, how do you get people in customer service that have a good servant attitude? Um, so what they would do is they would have the the uh, interviewees mm-hmm. sit out in the lobby. Then they would have a, a lady walk by and drop some papers in front of them. And the ones that got up to help, to say, hey, let me help you. Right. Those are the kind of people that they were looking for in service. Mm. The ones that kind of sat down and looked away, they knew they didn't. And maybe they were having a bad day, but in an interview, you get one shot. One shot. And yeah. you don't know when the interview starts. Mm-hmm. And uh, some Japanese companies, they used that and they were explaining that. And I said, okay, that makes sense. But it's unfair to some people, but I get what they were doing. Mm-hmm. So when going back to, to your original question of how do you find the people you want to be around, you want to find people who have um, a good heart, a good servant heart. And then you want to have people who have more knowledge than you, mm-hmm. who is currently doing it or have interest to do it so that you guys can learn together. Because you bring something, even if you don't know anything about the music industry, right. you bring your own, or the movie industry, you bring your own perspective on something. And your own perspective is unique, so you're going to bring something to the table. But you also want to be in the room with someone who's done it, who can say, hey, look out for this or look at it this way and that. So surround yourself with people who have good hearts, people who have a certain attitude, and people who have experience in doing what you want to do. Mm, I love that. A lot of people like to be the smartest person in the room, and I'll never understand that, because mm. that's got to be, you got to answer all the questions. That's you gotta pressure, make, That's a lot that's of pressure. No. Draining. Yeah. And they're like, I'm drained, but you got a bunch of yes people, or mm-hmm. inexperienced people, or family members around you, exactly. and then you're forced Mm-hmm. To be the only person. Mm-hmm. So you can never take a day off. So how, how do you deal with it being the smartest person? The smartest person in the room all the time. <laughs> I go and I find partners and people like you mm-hmm. that I team up with mm-hmm. who have good hearts, who are trustworthy. I am, I am always intrigued by people who are knowledgeable, especially mm-hmm. about something I'm interested in, you know, because I am forever. I'm a forever student. Mm, you know, that's why I do things. I love the, I love share knowledge and I also love to have knowledge poured into me. So I don't think you could ever get to the point where I, I don't need to learn nothing else, mm. but then you need to start writing your obituary because exactly. you are done. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> you I love are that finished. Yeah. yeah, you are yeah. done. So anyone, I guess you want to share, because I mean, like, I want to make sure that with just read, it's all about giving so much added value because there's so many mixed messages. Everybody's a guru mm. these days. Um, People are going through it. Mm-hmm. You know, people are newly unemployed or mm-hmm. emerging entrepreneurs. Um, so before we close, like mm-hmm. what other, you know? I would say, you know, um, and I'm, I'm doing well for myself. 
But I would honestly say that, um, and people always say, man, you're lying. The truth is money's not everything. And I'm, I'm, I'm learning that and I've learned that and I've seen that and people chase money and they will do whatever. And once they get the money, it's, it's not mm-hmm. what they thought. Mm-mm. You know, you see a lot of millionaires, billionaires, mm-hmm. kids commit suicide. Yeah. As, as you see it all the time. Like the lottery winner curse. It is, it is <laughs> not the money. Yeah. What it is, is um, being at peace with yourself mm-hmm. and being happy with where you are. Ding, ding. ding. That, it, that is the key. It. Now, there's nothing wrong with saying, I want to go over here and mm-hmm. I work for it. That's totally different. But each stage, you have to be at peace. And if you're not at peace with where you are, once you get over here mm-hmm. and money's involved, you're still not going to be at peace. Mm-mm. You're just going to have more means to destruct yourself. Exactly. But if you're exactly. at peace right here yeah. and you're at peace right there and you grow with your money, mm-hmm. you're going to be at peace. So the biggest nugget is, um, especially in this day and age where people are relying so much on what they have in their bank account, their bank account is, is important. It is really important to be financially free. I'm not saying I'm not taking anything away from that. What I am trying to stress is it is so much more than that. So much more. And you can be happy with just where you are. And that's important. I love that. Mm-hmm. Peace and happiness. Peace, baby. Yes. And yeah. I think that wealth will come to you anyway. It's going to come to it's you. It's going to come, man, if you believe in him. Yeah. I believe in him. And I'll I speak him. So I do. He has guided my life and he, he has guided my hand and guided my heart. And I'm not afraid to say that, you know, the Lord is the Lord. And um, yes. I am his humble too. I'm his humble servant. And and if I'm, if you know, if you hear me, if you don't hear anything else, the Lord is the Lord and I believe in him. And if you accept him, he will change your life and you have to be obedient, you know, and sow those seeds and he will, he will pay it back. I promise you, you know. I co-sign that. And I'm so happy the Lord brought you to this chair today. Thank you. It has been an amazing conversation. Love it. We got to tap in offline for sure. Um, mm-hmm. Tell people really quickly before we sign out, how do they can follow okay. you, catch up with On you? On all platforms, official Dolapo E, official D-O-L-A-P-O-E on all platforms. And uh, again, Blue Lagoon or Havana Lounge, I'm always there as well. All right. I'll be there. She's going to be right. there. You heard it, guys. <laughs> I'll be there. Meet me there. Make sure you tap in with me on all my social media at Ask April Love and my website, theaskaprillovebrand.com.